Welcome to the Year in Review episode of the Epic Montana Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Sheridan. Today I'm going to be talking about some of the things that I've learned from our guests over the past year, what the show looks like now, what the show is going to look like, some exciting things, um, a little bit about me, my tips for entrepreneurship, passion, innovation, creativity, and mental health. So enjoy the show. So 2017 was a big year for the show. It was when we officially got on iTunes before we had just been on SoundCloud. And that was a big, big deal. This was a show that I've been working on for a long time with my former producing partner, Emily. And when she left to join the work world down in Chicago, it was put in my hands, just me. So uh, it was a cool challenge to balance the show with um, with work at the Blackstone Launchpad and uh, Montana Small Business Development Center, Missoula Small Business Development Center, and newly Epic Labs Montana. Uh, so it was really cool to kind of get a feel for making a podcast and launching a podcast by yourself uh, in a community where there are so many really awesome stories, really interesting businesses. From that standpoint, this show was a really, really fun experience to start. Uh, our, our first guest was Matt Gangloff of Enlightened Lab, and that was actually one of the only interviews that I've done on site. Um, so yeah, the, the learning curve was very interesting, but I thought Matt would be a great first guest because he has such an amazing story. You know, this is a guy who's done tours and, um, veteran and, but also was really into the entrepreneurial community. And he really wanted to make a difference in mental health, not only in the stigma of mental health and men, veterans, you know, people who work in these sorts of trades, but for people in general, you know, it can be for the entrepreneur. It can be for students. It can be for people, you know, just plug in the nine to five. Uh, anyone could be, anyone can kind of access their mental health and, you know, truly be with themselves. And a float lab worked for him for a while. And, you know, he got sick of driving to Whitefish to do it. So he's like, you know what, let me just get on Kickstarter, make a campaign and try and do this because it was something he was passionate about. And that was a really, really important first episode and story to hear um, inaugurally. So I'm really happy that that was our first episode. Um, yeah, I learned a lot from Matt, learned a lot from our guests after that. Um, Paige Williams of the Audience Awards brought in a really nice creative mindset. She's someone that went out there and had this idea, took no shit from anyone. Uh, that was a really big thing that I learned from her was just keep pressing and if people judge you, fuck them, you know, whatever, move on, find someone else to do business with. That was a really interesting interview to hear. then we had Justin Bigger of Wise Tale, and Justin actually just sold his company recently. This isn't extremely recent, but I think over the summer to a um, company in Texas. So he still works for Wise Tale, but he's no longer the owner of it. Uh, and Justin was super, super insightful. Um, really well-spoken guy, well-versed in a lot of things. And I really enjoyed his advice because he is someone who doesn't like the stigmas that um, are around business and big corporations and stuff like that, where there's just like this kind of waspy atmosphere of like, well, let's, let's hit these numbers. Let's run our business. Like we run this business. 
but you know, let's cut ties with people before their retirement. Let's cut corners. Let's do this. Let's do that. And he said, no, hell no, we're not going to do that. Not wise tale. So he introduced this great new way of business. And if anyone has the time to check out the wise tale, the meet wise tale series that's on the website, uh, not only does wise tale provide an amazing product and uh, learning management systems, but provides an absolutely incredible workspace. And, um, Justin was really focused on employee retention, you know, making sure people feel heard, making sure there's a good structure, but also letting people be themselves, be themselves naturally and really look forward to working in an office that doesn't, to an extent feels like an office, but to an extent it's like, okay, this is sort of a, it encompasses everyone. So it's a little, it's a reflection of everyone in their office. Their office space is that. And I thought that was a really, really cool outlook on business. Um, something that I hadn't really heard before. I mean, I work in a holistic office where it's easy to just talk to everyone, whether it's your director, operations manager, marketing director, interns, whatever, it's easy to talk to people. And I hadn't really seen that before. So it was nice. It's nice to be in that space now, but it's also nice to see that there's, it's being picked up more, you know, a big company can buy out a smaller company like that, but still I'm sure the verbiage of the contract was something like, well, let's make sure to keep this atmosphere going. Even if they're, if they open different branches or anything else like that, um, that really stuck out to me. I really enjoyed interviewing Justin. And, uh, I think that was the last interview that Emily sat in on. She asked some questions at the end of the interview, learn a little more about him, um, kind of stuff that he likes to read. And that was cool. Uh, I never had read, let my people go surfing by Yvonne Chouinard, who's the founder of Patagonia. Um, but reading that was, you know, huge, made me have a totally different outlook on business. Burke Holmes, who owns Notorious PIG barbecue pit here in Missoula, Montana. And when we started out, it was funny how we got his interviews. Just one of my coworkers met him at a bar and t didn't even realize that he was the owner of Notorious PIG because he just said that he was the dishwasher there. Um, but they, you know, they hit it off and I got the connection there. So we brought in Burke and just a total laid back, cool dude, really humble, really gave some good advice about um, the highs and lows of business. Um, that was one of the big things that stuck out to me was initially notorious got a ton of business people really wanted to try barbecue especially you know authentic barbecue in montana but yeah what really stuck out was initially his business took off and then there was this really long lull in the winter period and he really opened up and talked about how that made him feel he's like wow well, damn you know we're going from selling out on some days to having days where we barely even have a couple people in the door uh, and his kind of work life balance of dealing with stress because that was stress that he brought home and he needed to find a way to separate that because it's even though it's hard to if you're passionate about the business that you're making it's really really hard to separate yourself from it so he had gone through this thing where he had, he had been always connected to his business always thinking about the people that he worked with that's his team that's his family um finding ways to work around that, finding ways to be productive, you know, looking into the future and saying, okay, well, you know, if we have this lull, how are we going to pick up pace later? How can I smooth this over? So that was a really interesting episode as well. Um, and he just had a cool story, man. You know, a guy from Missouri ends up in Montana loves fishing, loves hunting, loves good barbecue and bringing that to a place like Missoula 
is awesome. And since then, Torres PIG has blown up. I mean, you got Yelp reviewed the number one place to eat in Montana. It's the number one place to get barbecue in Montana. Uh, I think somewhere I read that it's the number one rated just restaurant in Montana. So it's really nice to see that Burke's succeeding and um, that his business is doing well. I actually just went there the other night and got some uh, some really good brisket. So I recommend it. Go down to Notorious if you got the time. And our guest after that was Kaylee Lindner, um, who owns Ula Fitness here in Missoula, Montana. And they've got some satellite studios around the country. They've got the one in Bozeman as well. But uh, I had first heard Kaylee speak at Last Best Conference in the summertime in August. And she had an amazing story about just adversity in life and how dancing helped her with that, how sharing an experience with people, it wasn't something to be ashamed of. So I reached out to her after hearing her speak at Last Best Conference, and she said, you know, absolutely, I'll be a guest on your show. Let's do it. Uh, So she came in and really opened up and talked about, it was really cool. I, I do sound bites at the beginning of each episode where it's a snippet later in the interview pushed to the front saying, you know, kind of giving a preview to the episode and hers was, uh, you know, why am I crying in my fitness class? And I thought that was so interesting and so moving. So we got deeper into it. And, uh, some of the stuff that the topics that we had gone over were she had graduated top of her class here at the university of Montana, but it was still super hard to get a job because, you know, for those of you that live in Missoula or Montana in general, you know, that it's regardless of your education, there are so many people that are overqualified working, you know, hourly jobs or that make their own businesses. Some of them get lucky and get careers, but it's really hard to, you know, go out there and make a living in Montana. And so she said, don't be concerned with with what other people are doing. And it's interesting because I'm kind of going through that now. You know, see friends that are graduating or I've graduated, they're going on and getting big jobs, making big money. And uh, it's easy to get caught up in that and think, well, what am I doing wrong? And it was, it was nice to hear that from someone else that had gone through that experience. And she kind of used that as motivation. And, um, you know, using dance to communicate with people, using dance as a means of therapy was such an interesting concept to me. Um, she goes over how there's some of these classes where, you know, everyone has their problems. Everyone has the stuff that's just kind of built up in their mind and, you know, doing this kind of, not interpretive, but doing dances to slow songs, sad songs, upbeat songs, whatever. It makes people experience all these different kinds of emotions. And it's a way, it's a means of, you know, releasing how they feel inside, whether it's anger, frustration, sadness, depression, what what have you. Um, and so that led to the quote, you know, why am I crying in my fitness class? It's just such a beautiful thing to hear that people can, you know, have something that can really help them in life. You know, it doesn't matter what background people are in, doesn't matter what your gender is, doesn't matter anything, you know, everyone's going to have problems. And it's just nice to hear that Ula Fitness, you know, all, all the dance classes that, that they provide, um, not only help people, you know, get active, but they also help people psychologically. It helps them with their mental health as well as their physical health. That was awesome to hear. So after I interviewed Kaylee, uh, I interviewed Matt McQuilkin of Black Coffee Roasting. Actually, I think the day after I interviewed her, um, that was the quickest, you know, guest to guest turnaround I had had. Uh, and Matt was super cool. We talked before because I, I ran out a studio to 
uh, record audio for the show. So we, all, we almost did a dry run of what we talked about in the show, but we were talking about the new Twin Peaks because um, Black Coffee Roasting has the Laura from Laura Palmer and the Red Room from the Red Room in Twin Peaks. So uh, it was really cool, a really cool story to kind of hear about him and his business partner, how they both wanted to be you know, coffee roasters. They both wanted to be in the entrepreneurial community, make themselves the jobs that they wanted so that they could live here in such a cool town, such a close community. That was a really awesome interview. I also love coffee and I was drinking one of the black coffee roasting coffees as we were talking. Yeah. Matt brought a lot of cool stuff to the table. Um, has a really cool business, has some really cool experiences with that business. Like the, the artist that did the work for fear and loathing in Las Vegas does did the work for their coffee, the hunt. I thought that was incredible. Um, and it's, it's really nice to hear that there are, you know, businesses like black coffee roasting company that care about their mission and, you know, bringing good coffee to the table, but also making sure that the, the coffee roasters are taken care of, that their environment and community is taken care of. That was a very, very interesting thing to hear because a lot of businesses that, you know, are going to wholesale coffee or any other product, um, a lot of the time they don't really care, you know, how the people that bring that product to them in the United States from elsewhere, how they live. Um, and Black Coffee Roasting Company does care about that, and that was really interesting to hear, and it was nice and refreshing to hear about that as well. So soon after interviewing Matt McQuilkin, I got the opportunity to interview Nicole Hagerman-Miller of Biomimicry 3.8 uh, in downtown. Uh, and that was really interesting. That was one of the interviews that I had the hardest learning curve because I don't know a whole lot about science. I don't know a whole lot about these um, these biological industries and alternatives that are helpful to the environment, but also helpful to people. Um, so it was really cool to hear the story, her story of getting to biomimicry 3.8 and then what biomimicry 3.8 does the whole biomimicry thing. Uh, I'm sure if you look up biomimicry, you'll find the Ted talks that their founder, uh, did that they have millions of views. And it, it, she talks about, you know, we, we live in such a beautiful, beautiful world where, animals and plants and all the things that live on it have these amazing ways of using their energy, collecting energy, you know, being means of different things that the human, like that people wouldn't have thought of, you know, taking that and using it, using it as an application by them. So biomimicry, biomimicry and biomimicry 3.8 specifically here in Montana are doing fantastic things. My next guest was Cassie Solter of Create Cuisine. Um, I had met Cassie a couple of times through business competitions. So while I worked at Blackstone, we put on the Epic Pitch event last year and John Rafato's Startup Business Challenge last year as well. And I, I'd seen her there. We hadn't worked together. Um, but she was just someone that kind of – she had a passion for – food and, you know, sharing food and experience with people. Uh, she had great business pitches and won a lot of money through doing competitions through the school here at the university of Montana. Um, and I never really talked to her about her business outside of just hearing about it at these pitch comps. So after she started working at Blackstone, I asked her to do an interview and she was game for it. So it's cool to hear that startup journey so early in a college career, because I feel like a lot of people, 
think that they need to get their degree and then go out and then do this and then do that in order to start a business. And she just basically got to college and said, you know, you know what? I'm passionate about this. Let's make a business out of it. And then saw it through. So I think, I hope that people um, are inspired by that, but particularly younger people that are just, you know, you make reservations in your mind about what a, you know, what a business looks like, what life looks like, um, you know, through the eyes of other people, through experiences that you see people go through. It's like, no, just if you want to start something that you're passionate about, find a way to do it. There are low cost and no cost ways to start a business. Um, so it was really interesting to hear that point of view and to know that people can just, you can go out there and do what you're passionate about. Maybe it's on a small scale at first, but eventually you can get to the, you know, a bigger part or you, or you find out that you always wanted it on a smaller scale, but you just never realized it. So my next guest was a connection through our intern, Joe Clinch, at the Missoula Economic Partnership, and that was Andy Gordon. He's a marketing director at Clearest Water Recovery. He's also a Montana ambassador. Uh, Montana ambassadors are government-appointed, basically, they promote entrepreneurship and help with entrepreneurship around the state, and the government, the local government, basically sanctions him to go and do that. Uh, so Andy had a huge passion for entrepreneurship in all levels. Um, so it's interesting to talk talk shop with him about the entrepreneurial community in Montana and how it's grown so much. I mean, there are so many start there's so much startup activity in a place so rural as Montana and it's really cool to hear that, you know, even in the smallest towns there's people innovating and getting these really creative ideas and seeing their businesses through through, you know, the idea that just starts up to the actual like launch date or to five years down the road and they're turning a good profit. That was really encouraging to hear, really encouraging interview from Andy. Uh, and it was also very interesting to hear about Clearest Water Recovery. Um, their CEO, I think he's CEO, CEO and founder Jordan uh, did a speech at Last Best Conference. And he his was very interesting because he talked about the importance of hiring and firing setting, setting a high bar for your business and not, and feeling like you don't have to settle. So if there's, if there's a job that doesn't need to be done, if there's a job that needs to be done, find a way to make it happen. Um, it was really cool to hear that. And it was really cool to hear Andy's side of it from a marketing standpoint for Clearest Water Recovery, because he, he told it like it is. He told it truthfully, not just pumping it out to get people to check it out. Um, it was just, it was a really cool concept of this algae farming. It's not something I'd ever heard of. Like what? Uh, as a means of cleaning water. And the city thought it was super interesting. Like, okay, well, obviously you made a mistake because, you know, this is completely usable water after they had put it through their process. And then after they said, no, this is legitimately what our product does. And then Missoula was like, okay, that's big. Let's, you know, let's sign some contracts, whatever. Um, just a really, really innovative and awesome technology that I think is going to make a huge impact globally, not just locally. Um, I could see Claris becoming a huge, huge company, and maybe they're going to branch out here from a couple of years and you know move operations to a bigger city, which I totally understand. Like if you have an operation like that, might as well upscale, 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 and try and help as many people get clean water as you can. My next guest 
was Bryce Young of Bryce Distillery. Um, we met at Business After Hours here in Missoula, uh, and he just came up and talked to me and a couple of my coworkers about Bitcoin, bit mining, uh, and that sort of thing. Because none of us had any idea, and I still don't think I have a great grasp on it. Um, but he had worked with one of our financial people at the Launchpad about opening his distillery, his absinthe distillery, which I thought was a cool story already. And um, when we sat down and talked, uh, learned about what inspired him to make his business, and uh, he spoke so passionately about you know spirits and you know where where the meaning came from and what does it actually mean to to make this product and what it means to him to be in this community um he also provided some great mental health tips of you know kind of grounding yourself finding the best means of handling things as you can uh and we actually have a a spin-off episode of this show uh, that's going to be called Sound Mind Startup. That's going to be coming out here pretty soon, where we talk about mental health specifically in the just in the world. We talk about it specific to entrepreneurs and you know career workers, and but just also in general, we talk about um, mental health. So it's cool to hear about that. And then it was also really nice to get this uh, crash course in Bitcoin, bit mining, and cryptocurrency, and how important that is to the future of you know, economics and economic development and just basically the whole, the whole world is going to be doing a ton of cryptocurrency. So Bryce was a really cool interview and I th- he think he's going to come back and do another interview, maybe specific to, um, the distillery when it opens, they're almost open. Um, and I'm sure we'll do some more sound mind stuff. Uh, but yeah, Bryce was a super fun guest and you're definitely going to hear from him again on the show. And after Bryce, I had uh, Rebecca Hollis of Rebecca Hollis Photography, and she's also the director at Epic Labs Montana, which is a student-run marketing agency through Accelerate Montana and the university. Um, And that was super cool because I I have a passion for um, photography, and I've done some independent, you know, um, photography stuff. But it was it was really cool to hear from someone that's established and made a career out of being an event photographer, being a photographer in general, wedding photography. I just talked to her the other day. She's going down to Georgia to shoot a wedding. And I think that's so cool that, you know, there's so many opportunities. Um, But it's interesting to hear from her because a lot of the time people have the talent and the uh, portfolio and the want to do the drive, or I guess the drive to, you know, become a professional photographer. And then the hard part is getting the clientele. And it was interesting because, yes, she, she was a very qualified and very good photographer, but she had the clientele already, and people were telling her, you should make a business out of this. And that was the first time I had heard something like that, uh, particularly for photography or an independent contractor like she is. Um, so that was really cool to kind of hear the journey of that and how things work as a independent photographer. And then the, you know, the highs and lows of working so personally with people was really interesting. Um, you know, wedding photography isn't for everyone. And some people learn that the hard way some people find ways to deal with it and deal with it properly from a mental health standpoint. Uh, because you know, a lot is riding on it. You're shooting someone's the biggest day of their life, hopefully. Um, aside from like having kids. 
but there's so much pressure. So it's interesting to hear her advice of, you know, knowing how to separate yourself from it, knowing how to handle a situation if someone doesn't like the pictures. Uh, I think she brought a lot to the table on working for yourself, but making sure you're putting out the best thing for your clients, but also for yourself. So that was really interesting. And it was cool to hear a little bit more about Epic Labs as well. Um, even though I'm a team member on that, it's still cool to hear that, you know, there's so many opportunities for businesses in the Montana community that, you know, need help at a discount, but are going to get good help from this place, uh, through student workers. Um, I think that's a really cool business plan and idea. And, um, some of the projects that we worked on already have turned out really well. So hopefully Epic Labs continues to grow. Next guest was Gwen Florio, the award-winning crime fiction writer, uh, the Little Wick series. And she's also a Pulitzer Prize nominated journalist. She's been working in journalism for almost her whole life. So, and she also teaches here at the University of Montana. And she was my teacher a couple of years ago. So it was nice. It was cool to catch up with her because she remembered me and I remembered her. So it was nice to kind of talk about how things have changed just in general. But it's also cool to hear about from someone who is so established in the writing community and the journalism community uh, to hear her advice of like, yo, yo, you got to be hustling. You got to be always looking ahead, working hard and providing quality stuff. Um, as someone who enjoys, you know, writing and reading and stuff like that, it was really interesting to hear her writing process. Um, everyone has a different one. I've been, I've gotten the opportunity to go to some, some readings from big authors. Like I got to go to the Lee child, um, thing a couple months ago. And that was really interesting because his writing process is totally different from her. Gwen Flora's writing process. And then most recently, uh, who came into town at fact and fiction bookstore downtown is, um, James Lee Burke, huge, huge writer they all have different processes. So it was really interesting to hear hers and to hear that her most successful writing journey prospect, what, what, what have you, um, was one that wasn't her initial, wasn't initially what she wanted to write about. Um, and it was also nice to hear that, you know, after putting in the time, putting in the hard work of making the little series such a success, she has the opportunity to write the book she wanted to write off the bat. Uh, that was really, really encouraging and really cool to hear. Um, because sometimes people don't get to do that. Uh, sometimes people don't get to get published and the fact that she pushed through it, prospered through all this, you know, adversity of getting different agents, getting denied by publishing houses. And she just, you know, said, all right, well, this is the stuff that's going to weed out the people that aren't meant for this business, but I meant to be in this. I meant to be a published author. The stories that I write are meant to be out there and they are. So that was really inspiring stuff to hear. So, yeah. And 2017, huge year, huge year for the show. Huge year. We had our, um, launch party. That was super cool. Um, big props to our sponsors, the bookstore at the university of Montana, Matt LaPalm specifically. He's the, uh, as well as from the ground up socks, Rami Nasser, um, big entrepreneur out in the Seattle area. Uh, yeah, it was a really cool event. It was great to, you know, talk to people that listen to the show, get to kind of share it with community members that just wanted to be there and kind of check it out. Uh, it was a really fun time. Um, 
but yeah, the future of the show looks pretty bright. We got, we still have our sponsors. We're working on getting more, we're working on getting more guests right now. We're in kind of a lull because people are still kind of coming back from the holidays and, but we have a couple of guests in mind. We're still trying to negotiate and get in, you know, good times for them to come in and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been a incredible inspiring journey seeing the epic montana podcast through you know it started as just an idea in a meeting about how to get community outreach and it turned into this way big thing of you know this is a passion of mine i love listening to podcasts i love producing this podcast and uh, all the little things that come with it so thank you for listening to the show so much uh, 2018 hopefully it'll be a bigger year than 2017 we're gonna have some great guests on here we're gonna and we're going to have the spinoff podcast um, coming up. I think it's just going to be released with Epic Montana, but uh, Sound Mind Startup. We're going to explore more uh, the mental health side of entrepreneurship and day to day life of just everyone. You know, all ages, all different walks of life will be able to explore that a little bit more. And I'm really looking forward to doing that as well. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our others, be sure to give us a like and subscribe to us on whatever podcast repository you use. Do you love Montana? The Montana Shop does, and it carries the most Montana brands online. From where your roots and up top to the Montana scene and many more, the Montana Shop is the perfect place to find a gift for every proud Montanan. You can find them at themontanashop.com and listeners of this podcast can save 10% by using the coupon code EPICMT. It's a great deal on great Montana merch. Again, shop at themontanashop.com and use coupon code EPICMT at checkout for 10% off. It has been said many times that confidence is the key to success. From the Ground Up is a sock company that allows you to wear that confidence with these cheeky, whimsical socks that pay homage to some of society's boldest, confident, and powerful icons. You can conquer the world in a pair of Maryland's or be the boss with a pair of Winston Churchill's. I have a few pairs myself, and I can confidently say that they are the most comfortable and durable socks I've ever owned. Listeners of the Epic Montana podcast will receive a 15% discount with the coupon code EPICMT at checkout. You can purchase your pair on ftgusocks.com. Music from today's podcast was provided by freesound.org and freemusicarchive.org. Thank you to the artists Ryan Little, S. Krasovsky, Stereo Surgeon, and Ben Stone for the show's music.